Welcome to Good Enough-ish. I'm Amanda Jefferson. And I'm Brooke Forey. We are two organization-loving friends sharing tips, strategies, and real-life experiences and fails of trying to be good enough-ish. As busy, tired, flawed people attempting to keep it all together with some joy and fun in the mix. I own Indigo Organizing. I help busy people simplify their lives at home and at work. I help clients defrazzle, organize, and declutter one-on-one. I have a brand new online course called Organized Every Day, and I speak to groups about how to quit the shoulds and live more courageously. And I created the Balance Bound Planner and line of stationary products that help you get organized and prioritize self-care so you can be a better human for everyone and everything else in your life. Balance Bound exists under the umbrella of Curious & Company Creative, a boutique branding design firm that I co-own. You can find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish. And you can email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com with questions, comments, or ideas for future episodes. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Now let's start the show. Let's do it. Hey, Amanda. Hey, Brooke. How's it going? Good. I'm excited today to talk about meal planning. Ooh, a tough one for me. Yeah. Well, I think it's pretty tough for a lot of people. Um, I'd love to hear what your strategy is for meal planning. Let's just dive right in. All right. So it's been an Achilles heel for me. Yeah. I have never really been able to figure it out. And I was actually really grateful because there's this really famous professional organizer named Shira Gill. She's really big on Instagram. And she kind of came out recently and said that she's a hot mess when it comes to meal planning. And I was so grateful because she seems like one of those people that just, you just imagine them having their whole life together. Mm-hmm. And so that was really nice. You know, I have bought every notepad that exists in the world of like Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, shopping list. I have read every blog. I once saw, I know I, I you're going to tell us a little bit about your strategy, but I once saw on your whiteboard in your kitchen, it said like almond crusted salmon or something <laughs> like that was on the menu for the week. And I was even thinking like, I'm not sure if we can be friends. Like that seems really put together to me. I feel like that was a one-time isolated incident. Yeah. I was like, wow. Yeah. Wow. And I think the kids were pretty small at the time. So I was like, okay, almond crusted salmon. I'm not sure, you know, that might have I'm up been, to par here. <laughs> that might have been when we were in the very short phase of doing, um, what's the meal delivery service? The blue... Blue apron? Blue apron. Oh. We did that for a short time um, and we enjoyed it, but it was too time consuming. Okay. Like it just wasn't, it wasn't for us. We did it, we used to do it on weekends where it was like just Nick and I, after the kids were in bed, when they would go to bed fairly early. Yeah. On a Saturday night, we would make dinner together. Yeah. Which over a couple, the course of a few months turned into him making dinner, me drinking a glass of wine and watching. That sounds fun. And now it's just kind of turned into, we sometimes still make to get, well, he still makes dinner on Saturday night while I watch. Yeah. Um, but we don't do the blue apron anymore. We just okay. kind of come up with our own meal because it was it was delicious, but it was still too time intensive for us. Yeah. Okay. So we have actually come around to we were doing blue apron, mm-hmm. which I liked, but now we've moved to every plate, which mm-hmm. is a little simpler, a little bit less expensive. And um what I like about it, so I get three meals delivered every week. 
what I have learned, you know, we're going to talk about Gretchen Rubin a lot on this podcast because I love her so much. She has the four tendencies framework. And in the framework, she talks about what's your personality type. And mine is an obliger, Mm -hmm. which means I need external accountability to get something done. So with meal planning, there's so much, you know, like decide what you're going to make and then go to, like, there was so much room for human error that it just always would fall apart. But when this expensive every plate box comes and those meals are going to spoil if I don't do them, that's my built-in accountability. Mm, I like that. Yes. So that has been working pretty well. The meals are a little bit more sophisticated than I might like. Like we're kind of a meat and potatoes family. You know, like I'd like just like salmon and some mashed potatoes, like, you know, protein, starch, and veggie. But So they're a little bit more complicated, but I have been employing my sous chef. So my husband is like a chopper. My mom who lives with us is a chopper and dicer. Isabel gets involved. So if I have my sous chefs, I, you know, it works pretty well. So that's been working pretty well. And we usually have leftovers from those because they're pretty big portions. So that's working for me right now. I like that. Yeah. Yeah. We we got out of the habit of the meal delivery service just because every week feels so different. Yeah. So my system, it's pretty simple. And like you said, we are also meat and potatoes kind of people. We're like simple is fine. Yes. Especially with two kids who are grandma's pretty adventurous now. He'll try anything, but for years there, he was not like yeah. would not even eat a chicken nugget I for know. years. And we're kind of still there a little bit. Well, yeah. we're there with Paige. She will only eat chicken nuggets. So it's yeah. like, you know, mm-hmm. it's she's six and that's a picky age for a lot of kids. So we try to keep it fairly simple so that there's something on the table that everyone will eat yes. because not doing the line cook thing that I did yes. years ago where like everyone got their separate dinner. Yes. No, no more. Um, so we have a whiteboard in our kitchen. Yeah, I, I know the whiteboard. You it know had the whiteboard. crusted salmon on it once. I'm telling you, that yeah. was a rare occurrence. <laughs> now, basically at the top of each day, like I have, you know, seven days of the week, at the top of each day, I put what that evening's dinners going dinner is going to be and then under that i put what our afternoon activities are so it just kind of helps me have a quick broad overview so monday pasta tuesday pork wednesday pizza um wednesday is always our standard family pizza night and you know what it's funny last week we ended up doing pizza on friday we were going to some of like sort of picnic for the kids' school. And we picked up a pizza and it took so long because everyone does pizza night on Fridays. So love our Wednesday pizza night. It's the perfect midweek break. And you always go to the same place. We go to the same place. They know us. They know our order. It's it's become like a really great family ritual, but it's also a great midweek break from cooking. Um, But so we have like just the basic framework. And at this point, there will never be salmon, almond crusted salmon. Like I might just write salmon on it, but even we don't really make fish much at home. But I just have the broad category. So pork or chicken yeah. or, you know, whatever. So at least that morning, I know what meat to take out of the freezer if I need to. So you take it out in the morning and it's still defrost in time for dinner? Yeah. Yeah, totally. I always feel like if I haven't taken it out the night before, it doesn't defrost. Oh, no. Sometimes I'll forget until like lunchtime and it's oh, usually still okay. good. All right. Um, we we always have couscous and rice and things like that in the cupboard. We always have um, frozen peas and broccoli and things so that if we need to pull together a quick like protein, 
veggie starch we can. If it's something like our burrito night, which is popular with the kids, mm. we tend to always have those ingredients. They're, it's just on, on our regular grocery list. Yep. So it's like, I know that we always have a can of beans. We always have you know, sour cream and, and shredded cheese and things. So we're really pretty basic. We cycle through the same several meals all the time. Yeah. And that works for us. Like, I think we're all kind of creatures of habit. Um, and it makes things a lot easier, both for grocery shopping, for quote unquote meal planning, when we just don't have time to think about it. It's just like, hey, what's for dinner tonight? Okay. You know, like sometimes it'll just be Trader Joe's orange chicken because I can pull it out of the Ooh, freezer, yeah. put it in the oven, make a little rice, and we're done. I know. See, Trader Joe's is key for it that is. kind of stuff. And we used to live a lot closer when we were in media to the Trader Joe's, but now we're not as close. Yeah. It's out of my rotation a bit. I do always have, so we always have a bag of their orange chicken in our freezer. The Trader Joe's um, mini like cocktail meatballs are really mm -hmm. popular with the kids. So I always have those in the freezer. Like last night ended up being kind of a scattered night. We ended up not cooking like a real family dinner. But when Graham got home from where he was at seven o'clock, in 10 minutes, I made him spaghetti and meatballs because, yeah. you know, that was easy. So yeah, we're pretty basic. I've stopped feeling guilty about not cooking like super gourmet meals because I just don't have it in me. Yeah. Um, and Paige won't really eat anything fancy. Yeah. So I'm just not going to spend time on something that people aren't going to enjoy when they very happily will enjoy pork and uh, potatoes and a vegetable. Well, I know. I mean, no one else really, really eats really vegetables. A vegetable. No. Yeah. Still working on that. I know. I have very basic taste. Like, I don't need really sophisticated, fancy stuff. No. Like, we got a pizza from Blue Apron one time, and it was like – a can of some sort of fancy gourmet yellow tomatoes. And I think oh. there was like lemon involved. And I was like, I just want tomato sauce and cheese. Like on I'm sure the pizza. it was delicious, but that's right. kind of like a specialty thing yeah. that you don't need on the regular. Like I would love to say I'm sophist I'm a sophisticated foodie, but like the reality is simple is fine with me. When in doubt, like breakfast for dinner is a great go-to. The kids think that's fancy. Do you guys ever do breakfast for dinner? Sometimes if I'm on my game and I've got it on the rotation, yeah, because Isabel really likes banana pancakes and she really likes those um, Kodiak cakes. Have oh, you heard of those? No. It's like a protein power. It's a protein pancake mix. Okay. So they are so good. Um, and in fact, we used to make um, pumpkin muffins with the protein Ooh with the Kodiak cakes and I would bring them to my client's house and have them for lunch. And they'd be like, can I have one of those? Like they became very popular. Isabel would take them to school and kids would always like steal her lunch when she was eating them. So yeah, I love Kodiak cakes because Isabel is also very choosy. Mm -hmm. And she reminds me why she's choosy because in health class, they're learning that kids have like double the amount of taste buds or something. Like they have really? 10,000 taste buds. I have not put our extensive research team on to researching this question, but something about kids have like tons of taste buds. And so she reminds me, mom, I just taste things more. So she could be like a forensic food <laughs> taster. Okay. She can tell the difference between two different ketchups, two different string cheeses, two mm. different chicken nuggets. She liked the brand names over the generic? <laughs> um, it, I don't know. 
it's well, yeah, for a long time, she was only eating the whole food string cheese. And I was like, no, our budget does not support <laughs> entirely whole food string cheese. Yeah, no. no giant store brand. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, she's choosy, but she does get into the, it's so funny. She gets into the cooking. Like if I ask her, she loves the salad spinner. Mm-hmm. It's so fun, right? Do you have a salad spinner? We don't. No. I know. It's we one of those to. things. Yeah. So she loves it. We have the OXO one where you like push on it and it spins super fast. And she loves that. And it's funny because if she's um, spinning kale or something like that, she'll be like, can I taste this? She'll put like a piece of kale in her mouth. But if I put that kale on her plate, yeah, no go. No. I think, yeah, definitely if you have kids, getting them to help in the kitchen is big. Yeah. You, you do have to have some patience. Yes. We have those knives that are like- Oh, yeah. We have those the, too. Um, not plastic, but like nylon, whatever. Yes. Like they can't really cut a kid, but Correct. they have the serrated edge that a kid can help to cut some meat or something. So sometimes Graham will help me like chop up the chicken for our burrito night. But yeah, it, it takes a bit longer. So yeah. I don't always have the time for that. And right now we are in baseball season. Both yeah. of my kids are playing baseball. So that's created kind of a whole new challenge. But again, that's where the whiteboard comes in really handy. Like you know, the other night, both kids had baseball games on Monday night, of course, at the same time. So I was like running back and forth between fields. But basically I knew, okay, well, they're not going to eat dinner at 4.15 because by the time we had to be at the field at 5.15, whatever, I was like, they're not going to eat dinner. So I planned for that night to be a snack bar dinner. Like, yeah. And that went on the whiteboard. Like we just go to the little, the little league snack bar has chicken fingers and mozzarella sticks. It's certainly not healthy and nutritious. Fine. Good enough ish. Good enough ish meal planning. And when we get home, then they're not starving and cranky. So sometimes the meal plan is fast food or snack bar and, and that's okay. We have started limiting. So my kids never had McDonald's until the pandemic. That mm, was just mm. one of those things that I was like, I don't want to start because then they'll never, yeah, they'll never stop. Um, so we did introduce Happy Meals during the pandemic, and now we have instituted one Happy Meal a month rule because oh. because Paige is picky. She, I mean, she was asking for Happy Meal like every other night, and I was like, right. first of all, no, like right. you can't have the chicken nuggets every every other night and also like budget wise i mean it's not it's not a huge spend but i'm not going to go get fast food every other night that does add up quickly yeah. so it's funny now on like april 1st she's like up oh, time for mcdonald's oh that's funny she's like checking her watch she asks what the date is cuz she knows like when a new month rolls over it's so funny that's so hysterical. you know we build in the fast food we've got the pizza night we we eat out not a ton and we hardly ever do sit down dinner you know, sit down restaurants because that can really add up cost wise. But, yeah. um, you know, we build that into the plan because some nights, you know, Nick and I are both busy. We're both working. Even though we work from home, sometimes it's like 530. I'm like, oh, what are we doing for dinner? He's like, I don't know. I know. <laughs> you know, I he's, know. He likes to cook. So sometimes he will plan it, but sometimes we forget to talk about it. So I know 
speaking of McDonald's, there was a period during the pandemic where I actually thought about wearing like disguises while going through the drive-thru because I was such a frequent flyer at that place because it was just, life was really crazy and Isabel was at the height of her pickiness and McDonald's was all she would eat. And so I'd be like, can I put on a baseball cap and like a mustache to go? Because people were like... Hello again. <laughs> it's like, we know your order. You don't even have to place it. Yeah. That's like our pizza guys know us. If we change our order, they're like, hey, no chicken fingers tonight. <laughs> like, they're so sweet. And yeah, but I mean, routine is fine. My Our other trick for um, what we do on Friday nights, that's movie night in our house. And we do charcuterie. I know. You've talked about that before. So our friend Caitlin tipped me off to this idea years ago. She's like, oh, we have a living room picnic. We, you know, set up a blanket and a charcuterie. I was like, that's such a good idea. Yeah. And it's so funny because um, Paige doesn't even like cheese. So I don't think there's even any cheese on our cheese board, but we just call it charcuterie because they think it's fancy. And it's basically a hodgepodge of some snacks, some fruit. It's a really good way to sneak some some more fruit and veggies in if I can. Usually some carrots. They don't. They still won't really eat green veggies, but it's a good way to um, just kind of mix up some things. Especially since it's Friday, sometimes the groceries are a little maybe a little sparse, a little sparse. So it's kind of just like pick at this, pick at that. I will do a little bit more of the line cook deal, um, like. Graham will ask for a grilled cheese. So I'll put grilled cheese on his side of it. And basically they sit at their little table in front of the TV, which is, you know, we try not to eat in front of the TV too often, but this is like the special Friday night thing. We have a big cheese board in front of them. One side is his stuff. The other side Mm. is hers. Mm. So it's cute. It's festive. They like the fancy word charcuterie Mm -hmm. and it's easy for me. I can pull off a beautiful charcuterie as we call it. Charcuterie. Now, Charcute. are you are your yours and Nick's items also on the board? No. Basically, what are you eating? we call Friday catatonic Friday. Mm. We but we're just so tired. Usually there's some leftovers in the fridge that he and I will just kind of we call it like a fend for yourself night. Oh good. So I like that. We'll make the cheese the charcuterie for the kids. You know, we start the new movie by like six o'clock and sometimes we're tired from work and just like a busy week that we'll just make something for ourselves around seven and whatever. So it's kind of a fend for yourself night for the grownups. Um, but yeah, there's usually enough that we can pull together from the fridge. So I like this between think, pizza night mm-hmm, on Wednesday, mm-hmm. charcuterie on Friday, sometimes a snack bar dinner. Like we're really only cooking, yeah. cooking like three nights a week. Right. Yeah. Which is why I kind of, that's why I like the ever, every plate because it is, it's only three nights a week. Mm-hmm. I like that. But you are inspiring me. I think, you know, we're coming out of a period in our lives where we just had so much change. Mm-hmm. You know, we experienced, we had the pandemic and then we're, I'm running a business in the middle of the pandemic and we had significant loss in our family and we moved houses and we're only just now feeling settled and mom moved in with us and Isabel, you know, so it's been a lot. And, um, I think I'm just now coming out of all of that fog where I'm like, I'm realizing we need a little bit more structure. We need a little bit more routine. We need a little bit more predictability. Like I love the idea of a Wednesday night pizza night or a Friday night movie night. Um, We've gotten away from that. Yeah. And, you know, I love the saying that food is love and, you know, making a really great meal for your family is like an expression of love. But Um, I'm also just not at that point in my life where I can spend a ton of time putting together a gourmet meal. So it's kind of finding that balance between my kids know that they're going to be fed (laughs) and they know that I'm going to make, 
you know, with, with Paige being a little pickier, sometimes, um, she's like, what's for dinner tonight? You know, she'll kind of whine. And it's like, listen, I'm never going to make something that I know you dislike. I'm always going to try to make meals that I think are good, that I think you'll enjoy. Yeah. So I, I never want meal time to just feel like, ugh, you know, like, right. um, like that she's not looking forward to it or she's, grossed out by what, what whatever we're having. So just trying to find that balance of like making sure my family feels loved, but also knowing that we're in such a busy phase of life. We still have one picky eater. Um, just the, like you said, the last few years have included a lot of changes and a lot of exhaustion. Yeah. And so we're just doing the best we can. Good yeah. enough-ish. Good enough-ish. Meal planning. Yes. One last tip that I'll say that was so helpful to me because I'm actually taking a course right now to help figure, help Isabel with the picky eating. It's called Better Bites. Mm. And they teach the Ellen Satter division of responsibility where you essentially, you as a parent are in charge of the what, the when, and the where. So you're in charge of what you're putting on the table, where, when you're serving it and where, and they are in charge, the children of how much and whether. Mm. So whether or not they choose to eat or how much they eat is totally up to them. And so it feels good because she basically says, as soon as you've put that food on the table, you're done. Your job is over. There's no pressure. There's no worry. There's no worrying about how much they eat. And I love that because it feels very good enough-ish. Like, mom, you did your job. Yeah. You cook something, you put it on the table because you want that dinner time to be a time that they're not, like you said, like dreading or yeah. worried about where they feel like they can just sit down. And even if they just choose to eat like a piece of bread and butter, that's fine. And it's not going to be, you know this pressure-filled environment. Yeah. And one other thing I wanted to say is, you know, we're, we're coming at this perspective as parents. This podcast is for everyone, not just for parents. Yes. Meal planning as adults without children can also be really challenging yeah. because, you know, I remember for a brief time in my life before Nick and I lived together, cooking for one was like, I was making myself like grilled cheese or scrambled eggs every night and that was really like depressing and boring. Yeah. <laughs> so meal planning, whether you're cooking for one, for two, whether you have kids, it's a, it can be a challenge for everyone. So finding like the minimum effective dose as you teach us is really important just for not feeling like mealtime is bleh, a dreaded yeah, dreaded thing. We're like, what am I going to cook tonight? I don't want to do takeout again. Yeah. I think my big takeaway though, and I want to report back in a few in a few future episodes is the, the idea of a little bit more structure. So I'm thinking about Wednesday pizza nights mm -hmm. and I'm thinking about Friday movie nights okay. with the, the charcuterie. What, what's the nickname you use for? Charcoot. Charcoot. <laughs> Charcoot board. Yeah. All right. So I'll report back okay. on that. You want to take a break? Let's take a break. All right. You're listening to the Good Enough-ish podcast with Amanda Jefferson and Brooke Forey. Visit goodenoughish.com for show notes with information from each episode, as well as links to all the places where you can find us on the internet. Now back to the show. All right, we're back. We're back. Amanda, I want to know what's sparking joy for you right now. 
So, you know, we just got back from a big trip to Chile, which was super exciting. It was the first time we got to travel there since the pandemic. And one of the things I picked up for the trip was this travel charger. It's It's a beautiful thing. It's a beautiful thing. So I didn't know this, but I went to the um, AAA store. Like, there, did you know that there were triple A stores, like actual buildings you could walk into? I didn't know this yes. until you told me this. Yeah. So I, I had to go into one for some sort of administrative thing and um, like permit or something. And I found this travel gadget section, which ugh, I could spend all day in that place. Yeah. So one of the things that's annoying, you know, we all of us, we're all techies. So I've got my Apple Watch and my iPhone and my all this kind of stuff. My husband does, Isabel does. So this charger has four USB ports on it. So because when you go to Chile, when you plug something in, you always have to have an adapter on it to change the plug. Mm -hmm. So if I didn't have this gadget that had these four ports on it, I would need to have four different adapters, four different plugs, all this kind of stuff. So this was awesome. And And just for reference for our listeners, it's like the size of the brick charger for my um, MacBook Pro. So it's, it's like it's really reasonably sized. When you first told me about this on the phone yesterday, I was expecting some huge thing. Right. And this is like so compact. Yes. And, um, and this little adapter, you're going to hear the the sound effects. Oh my God. Okay. (laughs) You can slide that off and then clip down this little, this little, um, plug and plug it right in. So now I can use it not just as a travel charger. So I'm actually traveling again, um, to Portugal next month. So I can take this with me and put on the European charger but I'm also going to use it at home. I was going to say, I kind of want one now just to keep next to my bed where I charge my phone, my Apple Watch. Um, I charge my Kindle there sometimes. Yes. And right now I have like a power strip with Correct. four different bricks. Yes. But if I got one of these, I just put all the USB ports right in there. Yes. It's lovely. I don't remember how much. We'll put a picture of it in the show notes. Yeah. Link we'll to link it. to it yeah. in the show notes on our website. And I like, you know how... Um, like so, the top, the top and the bottom one are two point four amps. Okay, so that's better for like iPads and oh. things like. Oh, her eyes are big. I know it's impressive, right? Look, it's look. impressive. And then the middle ones are the one amps, so that's not so bad for your um, phones. Yeah, um, I should have gotten one for my husband because he has the gadgets of like a small country. Yeah, but um, he didn't get one. I need to get one for him too. Okay, yeah, maybe maybe we'll get him one. Um, yeah, I love that. I. I I don't have anything exciting to add (laughs) to this. I'm just like blown away. So I'm going to, I might invest in this. Do you remember about how much it was? You said you don't remember. I want to say $29.99. That's not bad. I want to say something like that, but worth its weight in gold. And as we were talking yesterday, we were thinking we need to have a travel episode. Yeah, we do. Because it's really, there's so much fun stuff to talk about when it comes to travel. Yeah. So yeah, I see that in our future. Okay. We're going to do that. Yeah. Keeping my eye on this today, Brooke. I don't. If this goes missing, I'm gonna know. Okay. Yeah, I'll know. Just yeah. Don't don't turn away. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so it's your turn, Brooke, to talk about what is a what is your do your future self a favor that you're doing right now. So you actually tipped me off to this a few years ago, using clear pouches as a way to like easily switch purses and stuff. So. Um, having just a clear pouch that has makeup, keys, cash, all in one place. So if you're switching 
from a purse to a backpack Mm -hmm. or you're switching different bags, you don't have to individually take out a bunch of things and put them in the new bag. You just grab the tiny pouch Mm -hmm. within the larger bag and switch it. I love this idea. I had bought just like a cheap set of travel pouches on Amazon. Um, I try not to shop on Amazon as much these days. Yeah. This was like several years ago before. When you're looking for something super specific like that, sometimes it's just where you end up. Sometimes it's just where you end up. But um, I actually started using them to always have snacks on hand Mm. for my kids, sometimes for me too, because we're kind of on the go a lot lately. And um, I find that the results are threefold. So one, I always have, I always have snacks. Uh Is that a word? Threefold? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Number two, it's so much easier to have a bunch of snacks in a little pouch than digging into the bottom of my little backpack um, and finding things. Number three, they don't get like crushed as much yeah. because the little plastic pouch has enough structure. Yeah, they're a little harder. A little yeah. harder. Like it's not it's not a fabric pouch and it's not like super solid, so it's not heavy, but it just, it's structured enough that crackers and things don't get smushed. Um, so I kind of always, I have one that's sort of always full. If we go somewhere with the kids and they eat a few of the snacks, as soon as we get home, I go in our little pantry area put a few more in the pouch and then forget about it until the next time we have to go somewhere. Yep. So when we end up at the baseball field and the snack bar is closed and somebody needs a snack, I have something right there. Um, I recently shared this tip with my friend, Diane. She's a listener. She's like listener number Hi, seven. Diane. Hi, Diane. Because- <laughs> Listener um, number seven. Do you she's, get her a badge or something? Yeah. She's <laughs> new to the whole baseball, baseball thing. Our daughters are playing together on the same team. She has a younger daughter- that, you know, was hungry for a snack one day. And I was like, do you need some, you know, I, right. I, I bring out like the magic you the hero. Bag. You were the hero. She's like, I need to do this too. So I shared with her the link. She is now going to be snack mom like me on top of her game. Um, but I just love these little pouches. Yeah. Those pouches are so good. I So key when you're changing bags. I have one for kind of like toiletries. So like lipstick, that kind of stuff. Another one that's like the band-aids and that mm-hmm. sort of thing. The other one is the tech pouch and having it be clear is key. Yeah. So you're not rummaging around in there. I really like the Travelon pouches that might be the ones that you have, if that's what I recommended to you. Um, I love them because they usually come with a bunch in one pack. They, um, I always find them at like TJ Maxx or Marshall's in the travel section, but you can also get them on Amazon too. And they're nice. Yeah. They just have like a nice amount of structure. I used to always carry an extra change of clothes for Isabel Mm -hmm. when she was little because you always need an extra change of clothes. So I've used them for a million different things. I also got in the habit last summer of bringing these to the pool. So I usually keep Mm -hmm. one empty one in my pool bag so that if we if my kids change out of their swimsuits and we need to put a wet swimsuit in my bag, it won't get everything else wet yep. or get the bag itself wet. So I always have like an empty pouch. Then I have one that's full of snacks. Um, the the pouch set that I bought years ago came with like a few different sizes. Yep. So for the pool, because we're there almost every evening or like we're there a lot, I use the biggest size pouch for just all the snacks you could ever imagine. Um, I got some laughs from the other moms last summer when I would take it out, but then they're like, you know what? You know what you're doing because yes. somebody, somebody needs a snack. I always have one. And then I've also, 
I keep one that has goggles, earplugs, and sunscreen in it. Yep. So it's just, that's where it is. Because yes. I have the larger pool bag that has the towels and all the stuff. But these little pouches are easy to find. So we're not digging and searching for the goggles. And nobody's fighting over the one pair of goggles. We've got like two or three pairs. They're yep. all in the same place. So I love it. Yeah. Goggles are like socks. They seem to really disappear. In they our, disappear. I don't know. I found myself buying like 10 packs of goggles. Like where are they going? And they break. So I, I just, I buy like five pairs at the beginning of the summer and hope that we make it to the end of the summer. With You're getting two. really excited for pool season. We just joined because we just joined a new pool near us. So I'm not super familiar with it, but it's only like five minutes from our house. I'm exactly. very excited for pool season. And it's, it's today is what that we're recording this April 28th, and it's cold. It's cold today. I'm really ready for summer. It's windy. I get very cranky in the wind. Oh, me too. I don't like the wind. My joke is Like a light breeze. Yeah, I like a light breeze. Yeah. My thing that I hate most about winter, it's always my joke. It's like, it can be 30 degrees, but if there's no wind, it's not too bad. No. Any day that I come in the house and like Nick can tell that I'm just miserable because it's so cold out, I'm like, it's the wind. It's always the wind. I know. When I used to work in the city, I was always that because I had to walk maybe 10 minutes from my office to the train every day. And if it was a cold, windy day, I was the woman with the umbrella inside out, Mm -hmm. cursing, Mm -hmm. hair in my face. That that was me. And there's something about like city wind that <sighs> is like it's smelly. <laughs> city wind. <laughs> there's is like smelly. there's not enough. Like sometimes if you're on a certain street that's really yeah. wide and there's not trees to like block the not the yeah trees. yeah no I, we got real off topic there. I don't know. Well, one cool more th- weather wind. Well, last thing because I mean why not just keep the tangent going? Shoes. When you're walking in the city, it's like. You know, you don't have the right shoes on or whatever. Like, if you're in some pumps from the day, forget it. That's like, if you add like pumps, wind, rain, inside out umbrella, and I'm late for the train, like, that's that's a bad day for me. I can't even <laughs> tell you the last time I wore pumps. I know. I'm I so even, glad. I know. Yeah. Aren't you glad those days are behind so you? So glad. Yeah. Now we're wearing our comfy shoes, and yeah. our comfy clothes. Yeah. Yeah. Well, on that note, I mean, we went from clear pouches to pumps in the rain. You know, it's, <laughs> it's all good enough-ish here. We're just going to talk about whatever comes to mind. But um, I really enjoyed this episode. Meal planning, travel charger, do your future self a favor. I got it right. I know. I thought we might need to rename that segment, but maybe not. No, I think it's it or- adds to the charm that I don't know how to say it. <laughs> all right, Brooke, this one. was fun. Right. So we'll see you guys next episode. Bye. Bye. Thank you so much for listening to this episode of Good Enough-ish. We will be back each week with new topics, stories, tips, and personal experiences, as well as some good old friendly banter and lots of laughter. Don't forget to find us on Instagram at goodenough.ish or email us at goodenoughishpodcast at gmail.com. You can also support this podcast by joining our Patreon community at patreon.com slash goodenoughish. Thanks for listening. Bye.